We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We have a very special guest for our Christmas episode. The mother of a fan favorite on the Phoenix Suns, Rashawn Holmes' mother, Lydisa Holmes. Dr. Lydisa Holmes, is that correct? That's correct. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. Uh, so your son was traded to the Phoenix Suns in this uh, previous offseason. I'm sure it was a big surprise. I, I, I know every trade seems to come a little bit out of nowhere. W- were you caught off guard when that happened? We were not. We were kind of expecting it because okay. um, of the things that was happening in Philly. and uh, But we didn't know that we were coming to Phoenix. That was one that we uh, were not sure. We did. We knew he was going to be traded, but we didn't know where. Wow, that must that must be an odd situation to be in, where you really don't you have not a lot of control over your future, and then uh, he ended up somewhere where he's become, a, I think, a somewhat of a fan favorite. Fans are really embracing his energy, his defense, everything he's doing off the bench. Uh, how have yeah. you felt about the change so far? Oh, we love it. I love Phoenix. First of all. Um, the weather in Phoenix is absolutely wonderful. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, when we first went there, um, it was just so nice. We didn't wear a coat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people had on sweaters and little jackets, and they were asking us, were we cold? I said, no, this is great. You know, I'm from <laughs> Chicago. So uh, at that time, the weather was just great to me in Phoenix. It was just great. So we loved that. And then the fans have embraced uh, my entire family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we just love the fans and famous. Absolutely love them. I think they are one of the greatest 
uh, group of people, bunch of people that's just that's just phenomenal. <laughs> so, and I'm not saying that because Rashawn is on the team, but you know, when you don't know anybody or, or you haven't been familiar with certain settings, then you know you just don't know. But when you get involved and you get to see uh, people and how they interact and how they embrace you, it's just wonderful. I, I just think the fans are just great. And thank you, thank you guys so much for embracing us. Of course, of course. It's easy to embrace a player that plays like your son. He, he really gives it all. And, you know, I was reading a bit about Rashawn Holmes when he joined the team and, and then, of course, to prepare for talking with you. And he took a really interesting route to get yeah. to the NBA, you know, he, he came out of high school. He was not recruited somehow. He was six foot right. nine, I believe, and he was not recruited to D, any D1 schools. His right. first year in college was in a community college. And then, of course, Bowling Green, I believe, is where he went after that. And then all of right. that resulted in being drafted by uh, Philadelphia, the 76ers. And then, of course, now where he is in Phoenix. Right. Throughout all of that, did you have any doubts or did you always know that he would end up in the NBA? We always knew he would end up in the NBA. He he would always say, um, since he was about, I guess he was about five or six, six years old, he would always say, I'm going to be in the NBA. I'm going to be an NBA star. So we said, okay. And mm-hmm. then after about three, four years, he kept saying it. And then after that, when he got to high school, he would still say it. And even though some coaches didn't play him in AAU, um, uh, well, there was one coach that didn't play him in AAU, which I thought was terrible because, you know, these are kids, mm-hmm. you know, so give them, give them a break, give them a chance. But it was two of them that didn't play. And that was my son, Rashawn, and another guy named Derek Marks. He didn't get a chance to play either. And uh, I took him off that team right away and ended up going somewhere else and um, one of the coaches, his name is uh, David Dorch. And he took my son, built his confidence, and showed him how to block shots. And Rashawn took it to the next level. Um, and he's with us today, still today. Rashawn kept him with him, you know, all these <laughs> years. And then um, when he got in high school, of course, he didn't he didn't have any D1 offers. And he would always say he wanted to be one, go to a D1 school. And uh, in his senior year, he got a, a a call from this gentleman named Coach. Uh, mm, we called him Coach D. Coach Shannon is his name, Coach Shannon. And uh, Dedrick Shannon. And he told Rashawn, just give me one year, one year with you, and I'll build you up. Because Rashawn was real, real skinny, very tall, lanky, real, real skinny. But he wanted to build him up and everything. And so... That's what he did. Sean had 29 on his ACT, so he could have went to any school that he wanted to. Wow. But um, he ended up going here because the coach said, I'm going to take time with you and I want to build you up and build, you know, muscle. And that's what he did. Um, then he brought in Bowling Green. He had, I think, two offers after that Bowling Green. And I want to say Eastern. I believe it was Eastern, but I, I know it was Bowling Green and somewhere else. But anyway, Rashawn decided he wanted to go to Bowling Green because he liked Coach Boer. And um, so that's what he did. He went to Bowling Green for three years, broke the block shot record, shot block record. And um, from there, when they invited him to Portsmouth, I believe it was, Portsmouth, 
he went down there. No one knew him. No one heard about him. And I think he scored like 22 points, blocked about five or six shots, had about eight, nine rebounds. And after that game, I mean, people just started rushing him, trying to get an interview and talk to him and everything. So that was the route that he took. I'm trying to make it very short. But that was the route that he took. So we're very proud of him, very proud of him. When he got drafted to the NBA, uh, we were all in the hotel in in um, Bowling Green. And uh, when they called his name, my family just went nuts. We went crazy, <laughs> you know, jumping up and down, screaming. And Rashawn said, I told you I was going to make it to the NBA. I told you. So, no, we didn't have any doubt because he was just so adamant about being in the NBA. And he didn't let anything get him down and, and you know, uh, distort his vision. He kept a vision, and his vision was, I'm going to be in the NBA. So on that draft night, did you have any idea where he would be drafted? Had any team reached out to him and let him know that they were planning on taking him, or or was it just really a, an anxious night full of anxiety waiting to hear his name the entire night? Well, we had about three or four teams that uh, were very interested, about three or four. We didn't know where he was going to fall in the draft, but uh, we had about, like I said, three or four teams that was interested. Mm-hmm. And uh, Philadelphia was not one that called or anything. He didn't even <laughs> go work out for Philadelphia. So when they called his name, we were totally shocked at Philadelphia. Because when he was uh, scheduled to go to Philadelphia to work out, there was a storm and they couldn't, the, the you know, the airplane, the air flights, they couldn't get out. They wouldn't allow them to get out. So they had to cancel the flight. And uh, so he didn't get a chance to work out for Philly. So when they called his name, we were shocked. We're like, Philadelphia, <laughs> what? You know, so. <laughs> you know, Philadelphia had an interesting reputation at the time that he was drafted. Yeah. You know, they were the, the team that, uh, you know, people say tanking or the process. They had a lot of different names for it at the time. Was he excited that he had a chance to go to a team that he would be able to get a lot of minutes uh, right away? Or was there some, uh, you know, anxiety about going to a team that maybe wasn't putting the best product on the court at the time? <laughs> Rashawn was happy to be in the NBA. So if right. whatever team called him, he would have been excited anyway because <laughs> he was <laughs> in the NBA. So um, as far as all of that other stuff, you know, he wasn't worried about all that. He just wanted to get time to play. And mm-hmm. what he did, he got some time to play. So the Philly fans embraced him right away, which is great because, as as we know, Philadelphia fans, they're, if they don't like you, they let you know <laughs> oh, yeah. right away. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they, they loved him. And and it seems like he, he developed a nickname, and maybe this is something he had growing up, but he was known as Rich Homie. He, I'm sure you've heard this nickname, Rich Homie yeah. for Rashawn. Do, do you like that nickname, or is it something that you guys gave to him? No, we didn't give that to him. Uh, Philadelphia gave that to him. And, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't bother us at all. Mm-hmm. You know. Did he Did he have any nicknames growing up? Is Anything that you guys called him? We called him Rich, Rashawn. Uh, that's pretty much it. Rich mm-hmm. or Rashawn. That's it. Those are some great. I mean, I like Rich Homie. It's a fun. It's a fun nickname. Rich. Rich is a good one for him. It sounds very uh, mature <laughs> when yeah. you call him yeah. Rich. <laughs> yeah. 
when he was growing up, there was what I read about is he had a massive growth spurt uh, when yeah. he went from six two to six nine. Is that when you started realizing, okay, I think he actually will be in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, we, you know, it was one day. Um, I know he was in high school. He's about six two, and he had to go to um, college coming up. He was going to Moraine Valley. And it was one day he was laying in the bed and his feet was hanging out of the bed. <laughs> and I said, Rashawn, are you okay? He said, yeah. I said, he said, what's the matter, mother? I said, look like you've grown. And when he got out of the bed and he stood up, I said, oh my God, you have grown. I didn't know <laughs> that much, but I knew he grew. It was just, that's when I took notice of it. So... Yeah, he, he grew about, what, five or six inches uh, more between leaving high school, which was in May, to starting college in August. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is, that's a lot in a very short period of time. I don't know what happened, but that's what that was it. <laughs> Has he always played with the type of energy and grit and tenacity that he plays with now, the Suns fans love it. As you know, we all talk about it online, and we love that you interact with us and 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 you know let us know uh, how much you're loving it so far. But has he always been that type of player where he really brings everybody's energy up when he's on the floor, no matter who's playing with him? Always, he's always been like that. Listen, he has three older brothers, and he has a mm. father, and they are very, 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 very competitive. So um, Rashawn got his competitiveness from his father and his brothers. So they would go back and forth talking and acting crazy. And I found out one day that my sons, they would go in the basement of our home and they would play this game. I don't even remember the name of it, but they had to hold the ball and run from one end of the house, of the basement to the next end. And you couldn't drop the ball. And what they would do is they would try to knock the ball out of your hand. And they would try to just get you off focus and make you fall and everything. But you better not <laughs> drop that ball. No matter what's going on, you better not drop the ball. And um, that's where he really got his grit from. Like, I I'm going to get this ball or I'm going <laughs> to you know, do this. So it's mm -hmm. because they, they play little crazy games like that. So he's always been like that, though. Well, he's got very sure hands now. I never have to worry about when he's passed the ball, it, him fumbling it out of bounds. So I oh, guess that had a lot to do with it, you know, keeping it away from his brothers. <laughs> yeah, his older brother, I know Richard, um, that's his old, one of his older brothers, Richard. He uh, made up these little crazy games, and uh, it helped. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're in Illinois now, right? Right. Do you try to make it out to Phoenix to watch some home games, or do you try and see Rashawn while he's on the road? We try to make every home game. Now, of course, it's been impossible to make every home game, but we've made quite a few. When he's on the road, like if he comes to Milwaukee, we'll go. If he goes to Indiana, we'll go. Of course, Chicago, we'll go. Um, some Detroit games we try to make, we want to make. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think of some other. Uh, I think we went to a Golden State game. Mm. So we try to 
you know, go with him as much as possible. What do you think about this four-game win streak? Now, we're recording during... This is going to be released probably Christmas morning, but uh, uh, what do you think about the four-game win streak that they've been on so far? I've been really impressed. They look really good. Oh, they do. I just said when they first started and people were talking about them, they were so negative. And I said, you know what? You have to give them a chance to get their chemistry together. Um, Even with Aiden, I think Aiden is a great player. Now, that's just me. I think he's a great player, but he's a rookie. And when rookies come into this league, they have to figure out certain things. It's no longer college ball or high school ball. Now you're playing with grown men. So you have to figure out the dynamics of the NBA. You have to figure out what you need to do, how you need to do it. And then Aiden had to figure out how to use his body. I think Aiden is a great player. I think he's a great player. I think most of the guys on this team, if not all, are fantastic players. And the ones who have not gotten a chance to prove themselves yet, I just think it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of time. So I remember when Rashawn was in that spot and people were saying how bad he was and couldn't play and couldn't play defense and all of that. Rashawn get over here to Phoenix and he's playing defense out of his mind. Mm-hmm. So I've had I think people, he might be our best defensive player so far yeah, this I've season. Asked, right. I've asked people, I mean, people have asked me, well, what happened? You know, why he didn't do this in Philly? Well, <laughs> the best answer I can give is, you know, there are times you you have to do things that your coach tells you to do. And, you know, if you want to be on the floor. So apparently they just didn't give Rashawn that opportunity to play his game. Whereas Phoenix is saying, go for it. And see, there's still more Rashawn can do. He's just not doing it right now because he's pacing himself, which I get, you know, because he came through such negativity on his previous team uh, with people talking about him and all of that stuff. This is not against the organization, but I'm talking no, about of course people not. talking about him and all of that stuff. So he's taking his time and he's, you know, showing little by little what he can do. Because Rashad, right. he can definitely shoot, mm-hmm. but he's not taking the shot. And I, I mm-hmm. understand why he's not doing it, but yeah, he's a, he's a good player. I've noticed him putting the ball on the floor and attacking the basket off the dribble uh, in the last few games as well. I've been oh, really yeah. impressed. He oh, he yeah. shows something new to me almost every game, and the defense, like you said, has been incredibly impressive. Absolutely. When you're watching him in person, is it difficult to not take some of the refs a little personally? <laughs> well, you know, I'm a fan of basketball. So, mm-hmm. you know, the refs making a bad call on the team, not just my son, mm-hmm. but on the team. You know, I I do, I speak, I say something. (laughs) I'm not nice, but I do. I say something because I I, I love basketball. And uh, I don't take it personally, but because I'm a fan, I'm going to go off. You know, that's a bad call, ref. What are you doing? You know, I'll go off. I will. So, yeah. And then when it's on my son, of course, I'm like, okay, now that's just dumb. That's a dumb call. <laughs> terrible to say, but I do. I do. But it's no, I, you know, it's, I just love the game. I just love the game. 
And now, a Christmas story about Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, you know, I think of one that uh, comes to mind. Rashawn, he was acting up in school. His father told him and his brothers, you know, if you act up in school, you will not get any Christmas present. And so Rashawn, I guess he didn't take him serious. And he was just acting up in school. Never had a problem with his grades. His grades have already been great. But he was just acting up. He's a class clown, you know, acting up. And the teacher was getting frustrated. So she ended up calling my husband and told him, you know, what Rashawn was doing. So um, my husband said, I told you not to act up in school, didn't I? And he said, yes. And he said, now, you're not getting any Christmas presents, Rashawn, going around the house smiling. Yeah, okay, okay, I'm not getting a Christmas present. So when Christmas came, there was no presents for Rashawn. We had presents for the other ones, but there was no presents for Rashawn. And he went upstairs and he started singing, <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> and when it came to that part where they wouldn't let poor Rudolph play in any reindeer game. So we felt so bad. My husband felt bad. The next day, I think it was, the next day or the next couple of days, we went out and bought him these uh, sneakers that he wanted so bad. I can't think of the name of them. I know they were, I think they were Jordan's Red, Bread, Red, something. And uh, we ended up getting him some toys and giving him those shoes. So, you know, it was good. But he had to make, we had to make a point. So that's the story that I can think of. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, it's great. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for interacting with Suns fans online. You've been uh, a great beacon of positivity. The beginning of the season was difficult for a lot of us. And you always saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. And, uh, and you were right. It seems like they're playing very well. And, and we're very happy to have your son on the team. Thank you. And I look forward to watching his career develop. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Happy uh, Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year. Yes, you too. You know Dasher and Dancer, Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall, what's that? The most famous reindeer of all. Come on! Put off the red nose reindeer. Had a baby shiny.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.